Celebrate Sounds is brought to you by Local Build Co. and Henry Gale Tiling. Local Build Co. are based in Bellingen, operating between Coffs Harbour and Nambucca, and they pride themselves on their high standard of work and their dedication to achieving goals for their customers. All inquiries, hit up Geordie on 0431 430 822. Henry Gale Tiling operates from Bellingen and specialise in all renovation and building projects. They provide a dedicated service to their clients from start to finish. Servicing the Bellingen Shire and surrounds, you can expect hands-on service from a highly experienced tiling team. Have a tiling job? Call Henry on 0401 287 778. Hey, you are listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavours of creatives on the north coast of New South Wales. Today's episode features Sage, an alt folk duo hailing from Bellinge in New South Wales who have been touring nationally and internationally over the past few years. We had an awesome chat about a bunch of their experiences. Enjoy the show. Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavors of creatives on the North Coast. Today in the studio, Sage, Shantae, and Joe. How are you guys going? Very good, thanks. So, Very good. so nice to have you back in. We've just um, all had a pepper, well, starting a peppermint tea. We're going to have a very civilized chat and um, hang out for the afternoon. Um, just for everybody who hasn't heard of Sage, spelt S A. I-J-E. Got it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, uh, what you do, what got you into music a little bit, how you guys started playing together, a little bit of your story, and then we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Who's going to go first? I don't know. We always (laughs) look at each other. Um, So we're both born and raised in Bellingen, so very much uh, Bellows, our hometown, and but we didn't meet each other till teenagers. And um, music is what brought us together. We were in a band together and then that kind of fell apart and then we were the two that were left at the end. So we, we continued on as a duo. Um, so that's kind of how we came together with the music. But, yeah, we are both very inspired by the natural world in our songwriting and um, community and, and travel. We've travelled the world a lot. and We play kind of... Contemporary folk music, I nice. guess, but yeah. that feels kind of a bit limiting putting labels on because we do try and get a lot of flavours from our travels all around the world. So we kind of be, try and mix the flavours up a bit. Do you want to add anything, Joe? <laughs> yeah. Joe just like <laughs> summed it up. That's good. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, we were both um, – there was a lot of music in both our households and and both our parents were really encouraging of us playing music and listening to music yep. and not really um, necessarily like we never really listen to the classics as people right. say, but um, yeah, world music. So um, no meatloaf, no. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we were just no. talking about that off air about, you know, how people book you and then expect you to do something totally different. We can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the flow. No, no meatloaf. Um, yeah, but. I don't know, a lot of kind of Celtic music and my parents met in Africa, so uh, various music from the different countries of Africa and gospel music. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. And we're a duo, but um, Joe does a lot of multitasking. So there is, like, he plays multiple foot drums and different percussion. Um, So we do, like, rhythm. It's quite a full sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we like to have a lot of dynamics in our songs. You guys loop as well? Ah, uh, we don't yet. We would like to play with I'm that. I'm super impressed that, because I have seen you guys play before and it always does sound full. And for me, like, I'm mostly impressed that you're doing simultaneously so many things. Like, for me, I like looping, but what I love about that is I only have to play the loop on the keys or the bass or the, the drum little synth that I use once, and I'm like, my work's done. Most of my work <laughs> for this song's done. I can sing, I can do solos, whereas you're, like, the whole time, like, hustling, playing guitar, <laughs> singing BVs or lead vocals, and then, like, doing your foot drum thing. I don't know how you do it. It's very it's very talented. Ah, uh, cheers. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's good fun. It's, I like, I'm pretty annoying person to be around because I'm yes. always like fidgety, fidgety <laughs> and hitting <laughs> things and playing the drums on things. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's fun. He's basically it's, jogging on the spot and like, yeah. And singing. that's pretty cool. Like, you know, <laughs> exercise and music yeah. at the same time. 
I yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm just noticing behind your ear a little, uh, looks like a builder's pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's been going on? Yeah, it is. So, um, so our last EP that we released, we ended up doing it fully recorded ourselves and yep. then sent it off to get mixed. I actually got it mixed by a um, local guy, Scott Collins. Yeah. And Imagine. then and yeah. then we thought, oh, well, that wasn't hard enough. So this time we're building the whole studio nice. and then recording it wow. ourselves. So that's why I've got a builder's pen where it's just about. We moved in two days ago, basically, yeah. because we're sleeping there too Dude. right now. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, so that's a great journey too, like building your own studio, living in your own studio. <laughs> I hope you don't burn out of music from like oh. just living it and breathing. I'm sure you won't. We have more space now than we have all year. So. Yeah, I suppose you've been traveling a little bit, right? Yep, yeah. yeah Where just... have you guys been in the last couple of months? So basically the whole bottom half of Australia, like a big horseshoe shape. Um, so we, we toured down New South Wales and then to South Australia and Western Australia, which yep. we had never played in either of those states before. So that was really exciting. Spent a month in Western Australia and then went back down – um, through South Australia and then Victoria and then up again up the coast yeah, to right. Bello. How long for altogether? It was three, three months, months yep. but it was so much driving. Like yeah, it, the country is so big and, and desert landscapes and really different sort of places to what we've played in before, which was really exciting. It almost felt like another country. Really. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, that's the whole thing about or in some ways it's it's great because you get to see a lot of um, landscape, but touring in Australia is really hard because you've got the East Coast and there's like, it's, you know, built up in terms of population on the East Coast, but then even going anywhere else, there's so much room between towns where it's like mm. four or 500 Ks sometimes. Mm. And like, if you're just going every day, having to do even 300 Ks every day over and over and over again, it gets pretty taxing. How do you guys sort of cope with each other while you're on the road, getting tired <laughs> and driving long distance? We're pretty good with each other. I listen to a lot of storybooks. There's not much reception the whole way, oh, which yeah. is something we yeah. didn't actually think about in terms of promoting and booking because we do all the jobs ourselves. On the, yeah, and on, on the fly, right, too, yeah, like a lot exactly. of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, that really was a challenge that we didn't expect. But we're pretty good at handling each other. Definitely get grumpy sometimes. Living in a van and I get really sleepy. Joe, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's much better at staying awake and driving long hours, I think. Drove 18 hours a that couple was, of yeah. times straight, Ooh, was which was a bit one. crazy and few all-nighters. Um, How much coffee do you get in an 18-hour? Or did you drink coffee? We don't. No, we don't. That's all coffee-less. <laughs> you're, you're making me scared for you guys. <laughs> I know, but look, Is there a special tea that, like, gives you the juice? Well, I don't know. Cacao does have caffeine mm. in it as well. Mm. and So some kind of, but, something that's giving you a bit of a kick. Yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of road without any towns <laughs> that, that we <laughs> did travel and we didn't really have that on chocolate. us. Chocolate. Chocolate. We, we do like, chocolate. like a lot of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. As long as you got something that, you know, like if you're driving that long, you got to have something. Need, that some kind of carrot you. that you kind of. Oh, well, yes. Talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Carrot. Chasing. <laughs> One of the all-nighters we stopped, we had this beautiful show at the Quill Collective in WA and mm-hmm. um, and then they fed us all this carrot cake. We had heaps of carrot cake. That kept oh, us yeah, going that, the first time. That was an all-night, and we picked yeah. up Sugar a family hit. on the road who were like at midnight, they were stuck in the middle of nowhere oh, no, and wow. they just like piled in the back on our bed. <laughs> we, we drove oh, them home. And, yeah. So a lot of good stories, I imagine, from cruising around and just seeing some weird and wonderful things. Anything come to mind in particular? Anything, any, from this last tour, any kind of standout? Obviously, the picking up the family at midnight's yeah. pretty lovely, yeah. and I'm sure they were super appreciative. Oh, they were so yeah. happy. We drove them to the what had happened? Door. Their car had broken down. Yeah. Um, there was so a we, woman we weren't planning on doing an all nighter. That's <laughs> that was for them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. We were planning yeah. on just going like I don't know a little bit further, a little yeah. bit further along, yeah. and then there was a mix up in communication because we said, "Oh, we're going to this town, Coral Bay." which was um, where we were going the next day. Right. And then they thought, oh, great, you're going there tonight, so you can drop us off on, on the okay. way. And then they got their hopes up and we didn't, we well, felt bad. We didn't want to leave them. Yeah. So, and yeah. I suppose at that time in such remote places, it's like you're not getting a hotel, you're not no. sleeping anywhere. Yeah. And no taxis. You know, there's no, yeah, no, no all-night backpackers or somewhere where you can check in. No, definitely oh, not. Oh, that's lovely. Any other kind of standout, funny or weird or wonderful kind of moments from the last tour for you guys? I was Even expecting more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I was surprised at how smoothly everything went. And 
Um, That's a good thing. Did day, we have yes. anything? Uh, well, there were a couple of days. We, because we're generally driving between like the East Coast, so maybe in, often in, just in New South Wales, but sometimes into Victoria. Yep. And there's no, well, there are border restrictions now, but in terms of like fruit and veg, yep. there's no uh, restrictions like that. Uh, and we kind of forgot about that. And then going into South Australia and then WA. They were a bit more. They were more strict. Yeah. And for some reason, the day, every time we traveled interstate, um, the day before. before we stacked up on all of our fruit and veg. <laughs> and so we called them fruit days because then we like, we'd stack up one day and then the next day we'd realize when we're crossing a border, Uh-oh. so we'd have like. We'd eat so much. Oh, <laughs> like, we would stuff our faces. Joe was off apples for so long because yeah. he ate like, <laughs> yeah. he ate like 13 apples or something. Yeah. And Whoa. I hate waste. Yeah, so, it's like, bad. He eats the yeah. cores yeah. as well. <laughs> Because they used to have that between Queensland and New South Wales years yeah. ago when I was a kid. And I always remember how weird it was. You'd get close to the border. It was actually, I don't know if I remember correctly, it wasn't actually on the border. It was a little bit before. But you had to pull up and any fruit, you're like, just chuck out. Yeah. Oh, we, we can't do that. It's We're not so cool. not know, into wasting, so we just ate everything. We felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it? And then we, well. Then you did yeah. it again. We did in it in hindsight, time, it's worth it. Like, <laughs> But but at the time you're like I I don't never want to look at fruit again. Yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so you're building the studio, um, back in Bello for a little bit. Yeah. Gonna gig and and do whatever you do on the weekends. But building the studio, what is the end goal? Obviously, recording the album, but any kind of grander plans and and what's the album kind of shaping up to be? And when can we expect? Mm. That. Well, I suppose that's hard questions. given that you're actually building the studio <laughs> yeah. at this point. Well, yeah, we're getting to a very close to being able to record in it. Um, the album is really kind of a collection of songs. There's some songs that didn't, they're kind of older that we've breathed new life into mm-hmm. and then some newer songs and they're a lot about, you know, just our journey with different relationships and um, nature again. We're always inspired by the natural world. Um, and... You know, greater, I don't know, freedom. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's cool. a few different kind of topics that we're covering. But, yeah, we're still kind of feeling out what songs are going to make it. We're just going to start recording. We'll release some singles first yeah. and see how it all organically kind of flows out. Mm. Yeah. We would, I mean, we would love to have released, like, at least an EP or maybe an album by the start of next year. Yeah. but. That's just uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a it's on the list, but it's not like priority yeah. number one. It's We're, just whatever the how the process pans out. You know, yeah. we don't want to be too rigid because we want to give it what it deserves. And that's a really good point. I um I've said this to a few people who've come in here, but I made the mistake of wanting to get something out so bad. I hadn't released any music for about four years, and I wanted to get something out so bad that I rushed the process and didn't do due diligence. And put it out there and like 10 months later, I'm like, actually, I'm not actually happy with this. Mm. Took it down off Spotify and then re-released some of the songs a little bit later. But Mm. I think it's a a really important thing to do. And it's so tricky for artists because you've got this product, right, like a song, and you want to put that out in the world and kind of generate some interest, whether that means getting played um, on Spotify and earning, you know, very small amounts of revenue from that. Um, or like just being in the shop window, putting a a song out there and getting gigs and that kind of thing. But then to actually put it out in the world, you want it to, you want it to be not perfect, but you want to be super happy. Yeah. in close to that zone, you want to be super happy with it. And I I always am fascinated and also appreciate the patience of artists Mm -hmm. to not rush that process because I struggled and I was like, I got to get, just get it out, get it out. It was a terrible decision. Um, how do you guys sort of feel like when a song's ready or you like really want to get this down and release it? or And, and then also in the process of that, when you finished recording and, and doing the production with it, when do you guys sort of get to that point where you're like, I'm done? This yeah. is well, a tricky yeah. one. So far we've actually been like you a lot. And yeah? when we've not been happy. So we've we've been trying to release stuff and had a date and, and a, or a reason or a goal. And yeah. um, that's kind of why we're really wanting to not do that this yep. time because we've felt that we've not been happy with that because of the rush. And so, yeah, I don't know how to 
I guess often we end up putting a lot into a song and then gradually pulling it out because like we have all these ideas and we we don't really know how it's going to be until we put it down. And so we're often kind of really writing a lot of the layers in the studio and then um, if it just feels too much, we gradually pull back. I don't know, some songs are a bit less certain about whether they're finished or not and then others... Just it's just know. kind of like, it's just like a gut feeling like that That feels mm. like and it that, hits home. Yeah, and that's kind of what pushed us to, with our last EP to record it ourselves to kind of take, because we found that with our previous, our earliest ones, we were in um, recording with other people mm. and the pressure of knowing that every yeah. hour is costing you yep. was uh, we, well, we were giving into that pressure a lot too much, and yeah. so we rushed it, and then we're really and like not happy you only have a finite amount of money too. Yeah, like, exactly. That, yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'd stay in here this studio for days if they were giving it to me for free. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would do that. You would give it the yeah. time that it needs. But the fact is, it's like money going out of your pocket, money going out of your pocket. It's like at some point you got to go. I need to eat as well. Yeah. And I, we've got a lot of fruit, and you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, but that's we're only going to eat the fruit on one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to get us very far. Um, yeah, so it's. I always find it really interesting. I've found this thing now where I, I try and have like a bit of a, I guess like it's a song schematic where whatever inspires the song, whether it's like a beat, I try and like map out a little bit of what I want the song to be before I just get super loose and creative and just see where it takes me. Um, I find like being intentional sometimes is really helpful because I'm the same as you. It's like put every single ingredient you can possibly like, oh, this sounds sick and this little riff and this yeah. little, little, um, you know, one shot, like, you know, for you guys, you're recording a lot of like live instruments. I'm doing a lot of electronic stuff, but you put everything in and all of a sudden it's, it's way too much. Mm. Um, and so for me, uh, something that's been helpful is just having that schematic of like, all right, what am I trying to achieve? What's the landscape of the song that I'm thinking about? Like, what's the mood, all that kind of stuff. And that kind of at least gives me a bit of clarity around when I think it's finished. Um, do you guys have like a schematic like that or do you kind of just start from scratch and just go, let's see what happens? Different songs are different. Mm. And sometimes like when we're writing, we like the, the song in the first place, like way before we're in the studio recording it, um, we do always imagine different layers. Um but, yeah, we haven't actually ever, like, written down a plan. or we, We're very on the same page as well. We always hear the same things, which mm. is interesting. And helpful. And yeah, helpful. Definitely. very helpful. Yeah. Could be Reducing a, a lot process. of conflict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, very grateful. Also, yeah, another uh, tricky thing that we've struggled with in the past is hearing, like, the same instruments and the same kind of things on different songs. Yeah. And so we're trying to be fairly mindful right. of that as well. Yeah. It's like, well, what are we going to, what are we wanting to release? Is it an EP or is it an album? Yeah. And then making sure that there's variation. Yeah. Well, because it's so, you have go to, and you don't even mean to a lot of the time, yeah. just stuff that you would do live, you'd have go to licks and go to little um, trills and whatever that you know work. And then inadvertently you're writing a song. And even though it's a completely different song, you'll be like, oh, that just naturally goes there. And that's the thing, like trying to get to that point where you're like, I've done that a few too many times and, yeah. and, and, and then try and think. And I think that's the great thing about songwriting too because if once you get that ear and you're like, no, we've done that before, let's let's make it different, it makes it a little bit more enjoyable, I think, and listening back to a whole group of songs going, they're each their own unique yeah. kind of creation, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I once, one thing I wanted to talk to you, I, was, I, I noticed the um, – uh, the builder's pencil with Joe, but you've got these earrings on and I assume, but I don't know for certain, uh, are we going to see like a Sage um, building Instagram, uh, building ah. recording studios uh, Instagram at some point? Because you've got your Sage craft kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we were talking about... Um... <laughs> you could have a little monopoly, yeah. <laughs> Sage monopoly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always expanding. Yeah, I do make these earrings and in that studio it was kind of... In the future, when we're not living in it, will be like a jewelry making music space. It will have both. But yeah, we talked about sharing our building journey as well. Um, we we just kind of 
got really impatient with the build itself and stopped filming for a little right, while yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. just wanted to get it done. But we have collected videos and photos um, that we do plan to yeah. kind of release, especially when it's finished. We kind of wanted to wait till it's finished and do it in one go, like yeah. a full journey. Yeah. So, yeah, we have, we've thought about sharing it. We'll have to see what we've even... What the content, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, I guess it must be like, you know, given that you want to get it done ideally as soon as possible, it'd be losing a lot of momentum if you were like every time you did something new, yeah. like put a frame or something. Yeah. It's like, quick, let's like, let's get a good picture of us yeah. and like caption it really well and think of something really witty. And yeah. it's like, no, that's ruining the momentum of yeah. this build. <laughs> so um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Uh, and as far as like moving forward, we uh, we haven't really talked about it, but um, we might just touch on it, and then you can kind of tell me what you think about the music industry and landscape kind of moving forward. And you guys are touring, and probably one of the first people that I know that have toured through the states in the last few months. Um, how how did COVID affect you when it all kind of came in at March? 2020 and and what did you sort of do during that time and then I guess like my longer question is how do you see the music industry sort of changing in the next sort of six to 12 months and what are some of the challenges you think you might face sorry that's a really long question it's like there's like six parts to that question let's start off with how did COVID affect you guys yeah I mean we were uh, really lucky compared to a lot of people because we kind of had a landing base here um yeah, both of our parents are based in Bellingen yep. and they have uh, big enough properties that we could kind of land back here. And and then we jumped pretty much, yeah, I mean, all, obviously all of our tour plans were cancelled. We were planning to go over to Europe uh, again and possibly back to Canada like yep. at the start of this year, but that didn't happen. So we, yeah, got this shipping container mm. pretty much straight away and then started building and doing this other project that had been in our minds for quite a while, but we hadn't ever had the time. Kind so, of forced you into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah which yeah. in a sense was not as nice and really helpful because yeah. we kind of had that time now. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, we were really feeling the momentum picking up for, like, mm. international touring. That was yeah. a big part of what we had planned. So it did kind of... It like Joe had finally stopped studying, and the, we were just beginning our like um, really pushing ourselves out into the yeah. world kind of feeling. So it was pretty bad timing for us. Yeah. But yeah, there is definitely positives in that. It allowed things to happen that are really benefiting us. Yeah. Like having this studio is very beneficial, and we weren't really prioritizing that before. But it, in the long run, it's. Well, I mean, you were forced into doing something that you were going to do anyway, yeah. but might have taken another two or three years, yeah. given the fact that you were kind of launching. And, and I would like to touch on that too in a second, um, you know, touring, going internationally, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think when you have so many opportunities to work, and particularly for you guys, work and travel, mm -hmm. like people are going, hey, would you like to do a gig here? Would you like, and you're, or you're planning stuff around people kind of inviting you to play places. Um, and then you're kind of looking for the other gigs in between. You, you're fulfilling like the the object of working and earning money, and also travelling and and seeing and doing new things and all that sort of stuff. And it would be really hard to kind of give that up and go, oh no, let's just stay in Bello for for a long period of time and build a studio. So I suppose it was probably nice um, for you guys to just be forced into that move and have a little bit of downtime. And, you know, now you're on the road, so it's not a huge deal. I wanted to, um, touch on the fact that as touring artists, you guys have played at Woodford and some other really great festivals. And, um, I know, but not everyone listening would know that you guys won an award a few years ago, um, which kind of, I guess springboarded you guys a little bit into being able to tour and do a few different things. Um, one of you guys like to give us the hot goss on what that award was. Yeah, so uh, it was the Folk Alliance Australia Young Artist of the Year, and and it was really really helpful. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of um, we got chosen out of I think six artists five, from yeah. or five different That's artists. More from uh, around Australia, and mm -hmm. then we all went to the National Folk Festival in Canberra yeah. and performed, and then the winner was chosen out of those ones, and we were really um, honoured to yeah. be awarded the 
the Young Artist of the Year, and it meant that we got into, I think, the five major kind of folk festivals yeah. around Australia, and Woodford was one of them. That's great. And so, yeah, getting those, getting your kind of foot in the door uh, can be really helpful. We were also, at that point, we hadn't really built up our online presence um, enough to be representative of what we were actually doing yeah. live. And so we were kind of coming up against some challenges uh, with people thinking that we were, I don't know, not as good as, like, <laughs> yeah, like we were kind of a couple of years behind where we actually were right. alive. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of, it really helped to get in front of some good crowds and some good uh, bookers as well. And so uh, just so I've got this right, basically what you're saying is the the show that you had, the live show that you had, wasn't uh, really represented by the stuff that you had online, like showcasing your stuff, which was a couple of years earlier. I find that really interesting because a lot of the time as independent artists, you have to, oh, you're, you said it before, you're doing everything, you know, like you're, you're booking the gigs, you're playing the gigs, um, you're selling your merch, you're doing all your social media and publicity, you're recording your own albums, you're doing all your marketing. Um, in that sense, it's so hard sometimes to, do all of that and still have that energy to kind of like upload videos or record videos and it, it takes time and, and effort. Um, I Yeah, I wonder like for you guys in that sense, going to the, all those festivals, I mean, you kind of said it anyway, it was a bit of a leg up, but going to all those festivals, did that kind of renew a little bit of like a, an optimism to be like, you know, we can do music full time? Was that kind of a bit of a turning point? Yeah, it definitely was and as well – as the festivals, we also got to go to New Orleans to Folk Alliance International. So it's the biggest wow. folk conference in the world and all the like people really serious about the industry are there. So mm. there's all different, there's musicians, but there's also festival programmers and right. there's all these people. So before that, we didn't actually know, we were pretty overwhelmed. We didn't really know how to strategize or we didn't yeah. really have long-term goals. We didn't really know how important promotion even was or how, like we didn't really think beyond songwriting and performing yeah. live. And that really opened our eyes to how to actually like plan and all the different things that are important surrounding the music in order to get out in the world. And yeah, um, yeah so I don't remember what your question was, but anyway, <laughs> well, that was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was basically saying like, because um, what year was the, the folk – Award? 2019. 2019. 2019. So two years ago. So prior to that, you're obviously doing music and that kind of thing and still doing it probably as you're living. But like, was that something, that turning point, was that where you're like, actually, we can do this? And you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we had already planned to do it full time as soon as Joe finished studying. We yeah. had already planned to, but it kind of took it to the next level yeah. of how we yeah. could do it. Yeah, yeah. So we were just like, we'll just keep chipping away on this sort of level. But, um, yeah, that award and the festivals and that conference really gave us so much more, um, like, information about yeah. the whole industry. And connection, I guess, Connection yeah, as yeah. well, people knowing us. We got offered so many more things. We just got in front of who you know is just so yeah, important. absolutely. And, um, we got in front of some really great people and got to connect with them. So that was, yeah, super valuable and helped helped us to really even how to release music into the world. Yeah. Like there's just so many things that I didn't even know you had to think about yeah. before. Yeah, well, I mean, like, a lot of it is just strategy, right? The yeah. right strategy, dropping the song at the right time, at the right time of year even sometimes, mm-hmm. um, not dropping it on <laughs> dates where other stuff is going on. Like don't drop drop it on a Friday, like Good Friday. You'd mm. be, oh, I don't know, maybe. I think you'd be mm. silly to drop a song on Good Friday or, or, or Christmas Day, you know, like you got to think. And there's, I'm, I'm using the macro examples. Yeah. What I'm saying is, there are other things going on. Like you yeah. wouldn't drop a song maybe on election day that had nothing to do with the election, you know, whatever. Like yeah. it's crazy how much you actually do have to think to kind of cut through some of those layers of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, further to my question, which we did get a little bit sidetracked because I remembered that you guys won that award and I wanted <laughs> to talk about it. Um, so yeah, so obviously COVID, you know, you've, uh, you've started record. Uh, building your recording studio. Um, Coming out of that, you've just finished the tour. What are some of the things that you see differently about the music industry? Obviously, we're 
in still in the midst of a pandemic and it's not so crazy in Australia and it's certainly not crazy on the north coast of New South Wales. But was there anything that was fundamentally different, like while you're traveling around that you kind of notice, like, this is a bit weird, it doesn't feel right or anything like that? Um, I don't know. Like all of the capacities on venues, that was different yeah. to when we had traveled before and it, um, and it was kind of fine for us because we were traveling new territory anyway. And yeah. so we weren't, we didn't have an audience base there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the, I mean, like I said, we were pretty lucky in terms of border restrictions yeah. because there weren't any when we were traveling. Uh, but that could have really been very different. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, was there anything? Nothing that stood out? Yeah, I mean, if if uh, border restrictions continue into the future and if they become harder, that would be really difficult uh, and for, like, independent musicians yeah. just trying to travel around, a, yeah. even just Australia, yeah. um, having the bigger country does help. Like, it's not like we're restricted to one area necessarily yeah. yeah yeah we still can cover a bit of ground even if we can't go into country so what would it mean though like i'm just curious because yeah you guys did the bottom of australia basically coming out of wa going to into south australia and then uh, into victoria i guess like if they start going well you can't come into victoria or you can't come into sa it's just a detour right obviously you miss out on the, any work that you had booked in there yeah. but essentially you've just got to bypass it yeah and that was our plan because it because they borders were shutting down yeah very quickly like within 24 hours and so yeah it, we would have just had to go into the northern territory and come around yeah victoria or something you had like the that, match but. fitness though for pulling an all-nighter and driving through <laughs> yeah. that, so you i'm sure you guys would have been all right yeah yeah cool and like yeah moving into the the future i mean that's pretty reassuring actually i thought there might be might have been some other crazy things but like yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. there is, and like different tours, and I, I guess at the end of the day, it's quite um, circumstantial based yeah. on the area that you happen to be in at any given yeah. time when things kind of um, go crazy. Um, but yeah, certainly, like, do you to foresee anything really other than border closures? Nothing off the top of your head where you see will really affect live music in the future, unless we go crazy with the pandemic, but. No? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it is really hard to plan with like, you know, the planning of everything mm. because we book a year well ahead or whatever. Yeah, okay. Like everything was closed when we yeah. Did. So, um, we just have been trying actually to not try and predict anything. We've been been trying to just be in the moment. Yeah, and not get attached to things. Like with that tour, we didn't really let ourselves get emotionally attached because we. Anything could happen. Right. It wasn't all in our control and we just needed to have plan Bs and yeah. plan Cs all the time for everything. It does make it hard to plan though, right? Oh, like yeah. when you're unsure and you're like, okay, in nine months or 12 oh, months yeah. time, like we're going to be doing this. How did, how did you guys go about doing that? I imagine you planned most of the tour during COVID, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Was yeah. During, it and was everything was just, just had the faith and, like, just put it out there kind of thing. And Pretty much. Yeah, we yeah. just felt like it was meant to happen. Like, yeah. we just had this gut feeling that we've wanted to go over, do that tour for a few years, and we've just been prioritizing international stuff. Yeah. And we're just like, well, I guess now's the time, even though it's closed, we just trusted. Yeah. yeah. And didn't get too attached. Yeah. And, but we kind of just felt like it would be fine. I suppose at the end of the day, like it's a risk in the sense of the output of booking the gigs oh, yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you can't go anywhere, you can't go anywhere yeah. mm. and you can, you can pick up some local gigs yeah. and kind of be okay. Mm. It's a really good way. And I think probably a lot of people um, just in business in general find themselves making inroads and profit when it and in whatever profit looks like in in your own particular business, but um, in the sense that I've kind of lost my train of thought. In the sense that they kind of anticipate that it's going to be okay, even though it looks dodgy. Because if if things go bad, well, they haven't lost anything. But if they're right about that risky decision, then they get to go into a tour or they get to do you know X whatever it is in in business. And I think that's a pretty gutsy move on your part. Like I'm finding it hard to kind of think 
what even now, like what's three months ahead? And you guys are like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Let's plan a tour. Let's go to WA. Like, she'll be right, mate. And yeah. that was closed like the entire time. It didn't make rational sense when we were doing it, but no. we just had this gut feeling. We just trusted it. That's so, great. We have a worked. lot of good luck, we find. We do. We is... have a lot of grace in our lives. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it's a good way to be. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch on Sagecraft too. So, um, yeah. you know, that's your other aspect, like you've got an on- online store, yeah, that online, kind of stuff. Yeah, our website. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of stuff do you make? So I make glass bead jewellery. Yeah, yeah. Mainly earrings and necklaces too and with silk thread. So it's all plastic free. And it, I just find it's a really nice balance to the music. Yeah. I get quite exhausted. I've had some health trouble in mm. the past and a lot of that has included big like fatigue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I find performing is quite draining yeah. a lot of the time and I really need a lot of downtime to balance that. But I also like being productive and yeah. I like uh, being creative in multiple ways. So from that, um, my jewellery kind of came about. It's very meditative practice. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It takes a long time. They're all tiny, detailed beads. Um, but it's something I can travel with. Yeah. So I would do that sometimes even when Joe was driving. I would bump along in the car trying to do that. Is it harder in the um, car? It's so much harder. It's because <laughs> I needed a needle to get through the beads and it's um bumpy and <laughs> whatnot. But I also started making another line of earrings that's recycling our guitar strings. So I make nice. them into hoops and then I use like secondhand fabrics and I embroider them. And Sick. So that's I'll also. Probably, I'm going to keep on my guitar strings and yeah. give them to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that cool. sounds great. Um, yeah, so always in need of guitar strings. But yeah, that was cool. And I love the fact that they have a story as well because, like, they've traveled Canada with us or yeah. they've, tra- they've played songs. I don't think about to that people. so much, do you? But that's pretty awesome. Yeah. These, yeah. these guitar strings have toured the US they've or toured Canada or whatever. Yeah. They've made music for years and now they're retired in your ears. Yeah, that's there's, hey. a little, there's a little catchphrase <laughs> for you. Make yeah. music, what did I say? Make music, made music for yeah. years and now they've retired in your ears. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Well, we, should, you. we should talk about <laughs> business marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, if it rhymes, it's true, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And um, do you help out with the the, the, the sage craft? Are you, do, I, are you just working on sage building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As of this point, I've just been working on sage building. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully in the future, keep an eye out because we're looking at expanding into Ooh. the different things that I will be helping out with as well. So It's just the beginning. Yeah. I like it. And I think, you know, um, another, uh, you guys mentioned this, this dude before Scott Collins, he came in here, he's done a couple of interviews and he's always so much fun to have around and chat to. But years ago he said to me, cause I'm just doing live music. He's like, look, if you really want to be in the music industry, you've got to have three, four, five different streams. So whether that's mm-hmm. like you write jingles or you play live music or you record for other people, like just a few different things. And so you've obviously got your craft. And I was curious with your building sort of stuff, like do you have any experience as a builder or are you just like teaching yourself? Because like I, I don't have a, a handyman bone in my body. <laughs> um, I've I kind of helped build this vocal booth and I like – Held the plus. I, I put the curtain rods up. Well, yeah, yeah, they're still there. But like for me, I'm just so useless. Like I, I you know, if you asked for a spanner, I'd probably give you a hammer. Um, how did that come about for you? Was it something that you're interested in? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I find it really interesting, and I enjoy. I don't necessarily enjoy all the aspects, but I definitely enjoy woodwork. Yeah, working with wood a lot. Um, yeah, we've both just we both haven't had any real experience before like at all uh, both of our dads another gutsy move on, your, on <laughs> yeah, your behalf just gotta make it happen yeah, yeah. Like both of our dads have built houses cool. before yeah, and yeah. so that's always helpful kind of just picking their picking that yeah um, but they have the experience in putting stuff together and knowing little things you know that you yeah. might not just without the experience you just wouldn't know yeah so some things I guess we can we can research online some things we yeah. ask, have asked them a lot about, of YouTube yeah, quite a bit. It's, I mean, we found it quite tricky because we're doing a kind of unorthodox build in that, like, we're got a shipping container, but then we're putting like cement sheeting on it and then rendering it, which is 
completely a little bit different. Yeah, and so yeah, no, one, it's people hard. People just use usually you leave the outs- yeah. exterior of the shipping container in place because it's got that kind of um, uh, industrial. Industrial, yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. That kind of look. This does yeah. not look like a container. No, it looks like a um, earthen house. Yeah, <laughs> like a caravany kind of vibe, or no? Well, no, not even. Like it doesn't. Look, it looks like it's made of earth because like we used a clay or... render, and so it's all really oh, rugged and like cool. rounded corners. Yeah, and yeah it's right. Like, looks like Moroccan. Ah, <laughs> yeah, very nice. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we're finished, we will be putting some photos up on our yeah, look, socials and things. Look yeah. forward to seeing that. That'd be really exciting. But no, yeah. no real experience. So, no, where did just, you start? Like, um, bought a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good choice. Borrowed a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> a hammer, yes. Um, you just yeah, look the part now. You got yeah. the, the, yeah. the pencil behind your ears. Whenever I see someone like that, I'm like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't. <laughs> helped your dad like, yeah. with a deck before and yeah, okay. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, various things. So I had a bit of kind of background. Awareness. And I used to do handyman, but mainly gardening work when I was younger. So yeah. I kind of had experience using okay, tools yeah, cool, and things cool. like that. And still do a and bit then, of that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but just kind of just starting nailing stuff. Yeah, cool. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. I take my hat off to you. I, I that's something that I, like is like on the bucket list, but it's so low because I'm like, I just know I'm going to struggle so hard <laughs> if I ever. And it might be building like a small cabin or a studio yeah. or something. I'm not. I don't think I'm ever going to get the guts to like do a whole house. It would be cool. Yeah. But um, I don't think I'll do it. But yeah, I totally take my hat off to you, man. That's 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 gutsy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good fun. I helped too. Yeah, yeah it wasn't so it wasn't I just thought, me. I believe, no. it, I believe <laughs> it. So um, moving into the into the future, um, you know, you got you're building a recording studio and uh, new music is going to be coming from that pretty soon. What's what's sort of the plan for you guys in the next, let's say, twelve? 18, 24 months, like, do you have a bit of a vision of what you'd like to do and whether you can or you can't do it? Like, what are you kind of putting out there and seeing what's going to happen? Yeah, well, we definitely really want to record and release more music. We um, have so many songs that mm. we've, and we don't feel like we have enough songs out in the world that really represent where we're at. So that's definitely super important and giving more time to songwriting. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've struggle to really give the space to songwriting that it requires and we can feel all of these songs bubbling up inside of us yeah. and we always fill our time with things. So we find it really hard to like give that the space it deserves and so we really want to give space for that and booking more tours around Australia. We'd love to redo that tour that we just did yeah. um, and revisit some of those places because they were the best shows we've ever played. Nice. They were really beautiful and we had sold out shows in all these places we've never been and nobody knew us. And That's so cool. It's just really beautiful and everybody is really appreciating music um, again. So, yeah, we, we it really filled our cup and we definitely want to return to those people and places. Yeah. And also, I mean, we would love to – We w- like Shantae was saying, we were just starting to get into some international yeah, touring, yeah. so we would love to do that. We'd love to go to Europe and go back to Canada. Yeah. Again, that's all very unknown. Yeah, like, at this point, I mean, but, it's um, going to happen, but it's just it, it's a matter of when and how and who. I think. Yeah. A lot of the time, and and there's like a few different variables in there, which, yeah, we won't get political, but you know, yeah. like it's just one of those things that it's going to take a little bit longer. But yeah. I'm the same. Like I'm looking. I'm like I I don't I want to go overseas again. Like yeah. I, I don't care if it's touring or not. I just want to get on a plane and go yeah. to a different country. There's such a, a thing about it, and the fact that you guys were going over there to do what you love to work and and tour, play music, and like see the world. Man, I hope that happens sooner rather than later for you guys. Mm. We um, were just uh, talking to a guy who's living in New Zealand, and they're they're open up now. Yeah, Australian New Zealand. Have you guys so. played in New Zealand before? Only a busking trip. Yeah, just a busking yeah. trip. But we've been wanting to. Yeah. yeah so been to New Zealand? Yeah. yeah. We've been the side from New My Zealand. dad's actually Kiwi. Yeah, right. So where's he yeah. from? He's from Gore, which is down the right down the south, and he was born in Invercargill. Inver- which yeah, is so right, right down, down the bottom, right yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. So there's Invercargill, and then there's Dunedin up on the that side. Yeah, and then Christchurch. Christchurch up there. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, my um. My mother-in-law lives in Nelson, the top of the South Island. So okay, we've been yeah. over a bunch of times. It's crazy beautiful over there. Yeah. And I think your music will go down, like, so well. Like, it's got that country, like, earthy kind of thing. And you're, like, driving around New Zealand. 
I found it hard to drive. I don't know about you. And I imagine this is probably something I should ask you. Like when you're touring and there's long stretches of road, um, Australia is super beautiful. I mean, look, I'm, I'm bragging about New Zealand. It is incredible. But it's so is Australia. Like the back of Dorigo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time I'm up there, I'm, I, I'm the same. I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm holding the wheel but not looking at the road going, oh, my goodness. Do you guys find those moments when you're traveling, you're driving, and you, do you stop a lot or do you just kind of try and appreciate it and keep moving? Uh, a, a mix, depending on time. when our, yeah, what yeah, time our show starts. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I am... I am terrible at just like loving the sights <laughs> while, you're, while, while you're I'm driving. driving. <laughs> yeah. He's always in trouble for me. I'm like, I'll look at the sight for you. <laughs> do, you but be, do, you, do you kind of inadvertently kind of make it hard for him by going, oh, look at this beautiful thing, or you try not to? A bit, but I do try not to because he's generally already looking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to encourage him. Yeah. It is so tricky because someone will be like, oh, check that out, and you're driving, you're like, I really want to, but I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or you do, and then you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's not many other people on the roads. A lot of the places we just went, anyway, it's a yeah. lot of empty, empty, straight, flat roads. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess, like, once you've seen one of the start of those roles, like, you're, yeah. you're going to be seeing the same kind of scenery. Yeah. Get a yeah. get a quick look at it. You're going to be okay, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, we might, we're getting a little bit uh, close to the end of our time. So thank you so much for coming in and chatting again. It's always a pleasure having you guys. Um, how was the peppermint at Licorice Tea? Did it was like really it? good. It's really I was good. Just about eh? to say, yeah, 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 really nice. Next time you can try that one, Shantae, if yeah, you want. Um, but li- I like to finish on a little bit of a lighthearted note. I'm trying to find my little. Um, my little question. I'm. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, I've got it. I just like to ask you a couple of little questions, um, and it's kind of like the first thing that kind of comes to mind because there's two of you. You can uh, defer to one another depending on what the question is. Uh, but this is nice. You can both answer this because this is a nice and easy one just to get you thinking sort of, sort of quickly. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie and why? First movie that just came to my mind, and I find favorites is a hard thing. It is hard, okay. But, but the first movie first thing that comes to, to my mind. mind was Into the Wild. I nice. really love that yeah. movie, and I don't know. I love the soundtrack. Actually, yeah. that's a part of it. I think music is such an important part of the right. movie, but also just the story and the fact that it's a true story, all the landscape, the traveling, yeah. that sense of freedom, and um, yeah, it has so many layers to it. Yeah, that I think I. Yeah, you resonate with by, yeah. Biopics are really incredible because, like, you you're obviously seeing something that is coming across as fiction, but then like having that in the back of your mind. I know this actually really happens. Yeah. Always like a special kind of thing. You know, I I always find myself at the end of those movies going, "That's incredible! Like that really happened! Wow!" You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you sort of do the same, and particularly with like the um, the landscape and all that kind of stuff. Ticks the boxes, Joe. The first one that came to mind was uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> Um, but also, have you seen the movie Lion? I haven't. No, it's a my really, kids have seen it. Yeah, yeah, I think. A, yeah, it's a really beautiful one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a. Is that the one the um, the boy that was adopted yeah. from India? Yeah, 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 that's right. Actually, we were talking about watching that the other night, and we didn't end up. Really yeah. good. Really, really nice. And yeah, I have two adopted uh, siblings, yeah. and so yeah, it was really. Yeah, really that's good. awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, question number two: You can um, both or individually um, answer this. I'm oh, sorry, collectively answer this. I should say, um, what is one cherished belief you have, and why? I don't know if you've got like a mutual cherished belief that you can both agree on. Um, <laughs> Did I put you on the spot? This, this is the idea. We're always bad at this. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I would just say like you probably have this one as well. But choose love. Yeah. Just like live out of love, not fear, and not fear. Yeah. And um, yeah, pretty much that. Cool. I like it. Vibes and very like succinct too. Um, one thing you love about either or both creating and or performing music. One thing that like that you really get a sense of satisfaction from. One aspect. Uh, really connecting with people. Sometimes the energy in the room at a live show, it's just it's hard to describe it. But it's and after when you when you meet the people, we've had people in tears or people mm. saying they felt like their hearts were just like opened up and all. It just kind of reaches beyond what yeah. anything else really can. Quite transcendent. Yeah, and um. And the fact that you can, I just feel like it's so healing and to be able to see that in 
the response of people at live shows. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's really powerful and feels, yeah, really special and important. Yeah. And also in terms of creating like recently, which it doesn't happen very, it's never happened before, but recently we wrote a song, but, um, I wrote most of the lyrics, I think. And, and it was just something that had been on our minds and weighing on on us for a, a long time, something that we were going through Mm. and it just and the first time that we had finished it and first time we performed it or not just played it together right through it just felt so right and capturing how we felt and i was just like crying and it's really healing yeah yeah yeah, really releasing these emotions that had been in both of us well it's i mean the process both of creating and performing is quite cathartic like particularly writing i think is like getting your thoughts on paper, but then putting him, putting those those feelings in words that are a little bit cryptic. So you know what it means to you, but it can mean something to someone else that's it's completely different. Um, and then obviously being able to deliver that and f- have those feels like on a, in a live setting is really incredible too. That's awesome. Um, all right, lastly, this is a nice easy one. Now that you guys are great at marketing and social media, where can people find you, uh, music, Insta, socials, all that kind of stuff. How do they get in contact with you? Yeah, so we're we're pretty much everywhere at Sage Music, which is S A I J E Music, uh, and then we have our website sagemusic.com. Yep. We're on Bandcamp yep. under that Facebook, Instagram. Um, so they can yeah, get Apple, into contact Apple music, with you, Spotify, yeah, yeah. and yeah. people want to get in contact. They contact just, just go through the socials. It's a nice yeah. easy way to do it. Yeah, socials cool. or sagemusic at gmail dot com. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Always a pleasure having you guys. Um, look forward to hearing some music, and yeah, see you next time. Thanks. For Thank you so us. much, Thanks, guys. This is the Celebrate Sounds gig guide for the 24th to the 27th of June at the Coast Hotel in Coffs Harbour every Friday. It's Fiesta Friday, beer garden barbecue with the Latin House DJ and on Saturday there's Saturday sessions with drink specials and a DJ from 8pm. At Scott's Hub in Scott's Head, on Saturday the 26th of June, they had their Saturday Sound sessions featuring Jason Lowe from 6pm. It's a $10 cover charge. At Elma Bar in Coffs Harbour on Friday the 25th of June at 7pm, Oscar Campbell. Saturday the 26th of June from 7pm, Sage. And on Sunday 27th of June from 4.30pm, Craig Freeman. At Red Sea Events in Coffs Harbour on Friday the 25th of June, a triple lineup at 7pm, Nana Clump, Mac Daddy and Scurzo. On Saturday the 26th of June, 12pm, Kaylee Palace. And then at 6pm, The Shuffle Man. At the pub with no beer in Taylor's Arm on Sunday the 27th of June at 1pm it's the Little Ripper Band. At Tish Farker in Bellingen on Sunday the 27th of June from 3pm is K-Lab. At the Ocean View Hotel in Yurunga on Sunday the 27th of June, Maddie Devitt duo 2pm on the back deck. At Source Salvage Studio in Bellingen they have regular performers playing tunes in the street with amazing sustainably sourced local art to check out. At Surf Street Cafe in Emerald Beach on Saturday the 26th of June from 6pm, Le Ben Alond. At Dark Arts Bar in Coffs Harbour, they're open all week from 6.30am for brekkie and lunch, Friday and Saturday for dinner, and there's music and comedy every now and then. See their website for details. At Liberty Providors in Yurunga on Sunday the 27th of June from 9.30am, Little King. And that is the gig guide for this week.